Did you miss Canty and Carlin? Is Randy Scott of 6 a.m. Sports Center fame in his high school Hall of Fame? I'm not. I'm not. So, real quick, uh, I'll never be the most famous, and I, I understand this. I will never be the most famous Scott to work here. That is Stuart's title all day, every day. Stuart Scott has such an impact around here to this day, uh, and, for, and for good reason. I'm also not the most impactful James Madison High School um, graduate here. Do you remember sports science? Yes. John Brankus went to my high school. Wow! Yeah, didn't know it until gosh. we crossed paths in studio, the rare in studio visit. So, like, no, I don't, I don't know that I'll ever, you know. Do they want a guy with two bad ankles and uh, <laughs> a career rebounding average of six point seven a game? No big well, deal. Well, listen, you, yeah, no big deal. Uh, no BD. Uh, you <laughs> did host six a.m. Sports Center today and noon Sports Center, so <laughs> that <laughs> might <laughs> catapult you into some. High level Hall of Fame. We'll uh, see. We'll see. Maybe I've like a Sports Center Hall of Fame if there is one. Shamelessly leaned into. I would love. Okay, I have two like semi. I don't want to say fame related goals, but two semi sort of like. It'd be really cool if I want to throw out a first pitch anywhere. Okay. Never done right. that, and I want to give a commencement speech. Never done that either. I'm never going to do it at Northwestern. That list. It's it's Greeny. It's Wilbon. It's. It's, I mean, Schef- yeah, there's a lot, there's a lot Schefter. of names to go through. But- yeah, I'm never making that list, but my high school, maybe one of these days. You give a good one too, <laughs> I think. You give a good speech. I would, I will, I hope so. But I mean, they're like, hey, we got this, hey, you know, we had you lined up. Then, you know, this goat, did you hear the story about the goat in town that was stealing all the bikes? We got him. He's going to do it. You know, like I'm, I would constantly get bumped for my own. For my own high school in Virginia, I believe. Uh, it, it, would, it would be great if you gave a commencement speech. You know what happens with commencement speeches, I found out recently, is like somehow you become a doctor. Like it's like you get a yes. fake doctorate if you yes. give a comment. As somebody who has a doctorate, I'm like frustrated by this. Like what is this? Well, this is circumventing the whole system. What did we do? <laughs> handing out doctorates if you give a speech? Somebody have me do a commencement speech. I want to be a double doctor. It's, it's a go. secondary source of income. That's what I'm looking forward to. So you give the commencement speech, you get the honorary doctorate, you start practicing medicine, and you just have the two. <laughs> it's not a medical doctor. Hold on. Relax. It's not a medical doctorate. I don't think you can just start practicing medicine. I think it's just an honorary doctorate diploma well, or whatever. Two things. It's nonsense. But you could to- be Dr. Scott. Yeah. Well, I need to change my retirement strategy now, and <laughs> I need to find a new dentist. So. Uh, well, there you go. A couple things for Randy Scott to work on. He has been up since 125 Eastern this morning. He hosted 6 a.m. Sports Center. He hosted Noon Sports Center. And now he is here hosting Canty and Carlin. Amber Wilson and Randy Scott filling in for the guys. Canty and Carlin's on ESPN Radio. ESPN Radio, of course, is presented to you by Progressive Insurance. You can tweet to him. Uh, give him your thoughts because of how tired he is. At Randy Scott ESPN. You can tweet to me at Amber W Sports. You can also give us a call. 888-SAY-ESPN. Let's talk about some of these NFL teams after week one that I might already be panicking as we roll into week two here, Randy. So you tell me, is it time to panic or is it time for patience? A little hacky sports radio segment that I'm sure none of you have ever heard before. Panic or patience? Let's go. San Francisco 49ers. Patience. Patience. They have the most complete roster outside of the quarterback position in the NFC. They really do. Defensively, they're a nightmare. They can do what every other team, what what 31 other NFL teams want to do with their front, 
which is generate pressure with four. And they can do that consistently because they have a Bosa. Having a Bosa is like having a dragon in Game of Thrones, right? Whether you're the, you're the bad guys who got a dragon or whether you're the good guys who got a dragon, if you have a dragon, you have a Bosa, and those two are interchangeable. And the Niners have one. They just need to be patient with their quarterback. And they're going to get their answer. Now, if they're two and six because they were too patient with Trey Lance, okay, uh, and that kind of goes back to the will we see um, you know Jimmy Garoppolo replace Trey Lance? But they they have the pieces. They do need to just figure out if Trey Lance is the guy or not. So I say patience. Yeah, just figure out if Trey Lance is the guy. Uh, yeah, that's that's kind of key it's here key, to whether yeah. we end up panicking at the end of this thing. I will say for now, still patience, only because of the way that San Francisco schedule works out. Where right now they can have patience for the first seven weeks of the season. Then they can't have any because that schedule gets real ugly later on. And they've got to have Trey Lance figured out by then. But it was only one week. We knew there's going to be some growing pains here. And frankly, not all those growing pains were Trey Lance's fault. So I'll, I'll express patience for now. I still wouldn't be surprised if we see Jimmy Garoppolo under center at some point. Mm-hmm. What about the Green Bay Packers? Patience. Patience. As long as you have 12, you have a shot. 12 is still the best quarterback in that division. Um, I'm concerned about the wide receiver group. I don't want to contradict some of my uh, concerns earlier with, with with Green Bay. But this is a team also that was blown the heck out by Jameis Winston and the Saints to start last season. And then they won 13 games. So I I practice patience with a guy who's a two-time you know defending NFL MVP. I practice patience with a guy, Matt LaFleur, who just wins regular season football games. And that defensive side of the football is better than they showed against Minnesota. I just think Minnesota's offense is going to hum this 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 season. So uh, I say patience for the Packers. I'm not counting out the reigning MVP right now. I'm not going to do it when you have the greatness of Aaron Rodgers under center. Also, when you take into effect and account into account that we've been talking about Aaron Rodgers, how it might be harmful that he wasn't around this team in OTAs, that he wasn't fully in it, obviously, for preseason even. It's different when Jordan Love is throwing you the football right than Aaron Rodgers, and it's going to take some time to develop these receivers. We knew, again, there's going to be growing pains. Uh, now I'm repeating myself, but there is going to be some growing pains here as well. This time it's with the receiver room, not the quarterback room, unlike in San Francisco. But I still think you can practice some patience if Aaron Rodgers is at the helm. What about the Cincinnati yeah. Bengals? A really ugly one last week from Joe Burrow. Five turnovers, four interceptions thrown by Burrow. We're yeah. not used to that. No, I say patience. I think I think uh, Pittsburgh's defensive front is just that good. They can harass you. They can force Joe Burrow into making some off-time uh, throws. They can force him to run for his life. And like you said, Amber, I don't want to step on your point here, but it's a guy in Burrow who spent a lot of the uh, a lot of the preseason on his back because he was recovering from uh, from appendix surgery. So I I think the offensive line is better than what they showed. I think uh, the receiving core is still just absolutely filthy. And I think if they can show some offensive balance and get Joe Mixon more involved, I think we're going to be okay. And I think our patience will be rewarded. Yeah, I think it's a team that didn't get to work out together this preseason because the quarterback was injured. And I mean, it just looked rusty, and they'll be able to work on that. We're talking about the team that was in the Super Bowl last season. We have no reason to think that Joe Burrow is going to take any sort of step back. If he's not taking a step back, then that's a step forward already for the Cincinnati Bengals. Let's talk about the New England Patriots. I say panic. This is my first panic button. Man, it is so tough and lonely and often painful to go against Bill Belichick and to say that you somehow know something that Belichick doesn't. But I trust the football minds, both in this building and outside of this building. 
the guys, men and women who have been around this league a lot longer, who don't understand what they're doing with their play calling, who don't understand whether it's Matt Patricia or Joe Judge or Bill Belichick, don't understand, quite frankly, why at least one of the legs on that bar stool is even there. And and that's that's Matt Patricia. What has he shown in his past to say that he is an offensive play caller? So I think the offense is a real problem. I think the offensive line is a real problem. And already Mac Jones is running for his life and has a back issue stemming from how Miami was able to get after him. So I say panic. We're going to discuss the New England Patriots more in just a second. But before we wrap up this segment, I want to get your Raiders in. What about your Las Vegas Raiders? Panic or patience? Patience. Patience. Derek Carr and Devontae Adams did not play in the preseason together. Uh, They still managed. I mean, he targeted him 17 times. Targeted him. No big deal. Uh, and, and he went for 140 yards and had a touchdown. He does have a tendency to get locked in on, on receivers early in the regular season. I think he needs to spread the ball around. Slot machine and Hunter Renfro. Darren Waller is one of the you know top three, four tight ends in football. Defensively, I want to see a little bit more, get a little more sack rate. It's one thing to have a pass rush win rate, which the Raiders did have, and I should hope so with Chandler Jones and Max Crosby. They weren't able to get Justin Herbert on the ground. I want to see more of that. It's going to be tough for this week going against Kyler Murray, but I still say patience. Tune into an NL West battle tomorrow night as the Giants host the Dodgers, presented by Progressive Insurance. Coverage begins at 8.30 p.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. So I said it a second ago. What? You got to right? give me a Raiders answer. I'm a Raiders fan. You I know don't this. Have, I, you know what? I'll still say patience. I chose yes. the Raiders to go to the playoffs. I feel there nervous about that pick coming off of week one. It's an ugly division, but I, I guess I'm still going to express patience for now. Thank you. We can Your still be, Raiders didn't impress me in Still week be one. friends. That's fair. Not feeling fair. great Got about it. that pick. But right. for now, Randy Scott. <laughs> All right, we live, to, we, live, we live to see another day as friends. Uh, the Patriots are seeking to avoid their first 0-2 start since 2001. We will dive more into their matchup against the Steelers next. This is Canty and Carlin Amber Wilson and Randy Scott filling in for the guys. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue, and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Tired of ads interrupting your favorite sports podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music, included with your Prime membership. Amazon Music offers the most ad-free top podcasts. Enjoy shows like First Take, Pardon the Interruption, and The Low Post, available ad-free and uninterrupted. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app or go to Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods. That's Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. You miss Canty and Carlin. Have some breaking news from Adam Schefter. This is Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. Amber Wilson and Randy Scott filling in for the guys today. Adam Schefter on Twitter. Randy just tweeted out, Chargers quarterback Justin Herbert was diagnosed today with a rib cartilage fracture. Brandon Staley told reporters, the team will assess where he's at Wednesday to determine whether he can practice uh, next up for the Chargers is the Jacksonville Jaguars on Sunday, September 25th. 
5th at 4 p.m. So I guess at least they have maybe a bit of an easier matchup coming up if, in fact, Justin Herbert isn't good to go. Uh, Still, I mean, a dicey situation there for the Chargers. We knew he went down hard. He wasn't the same, even though he stayed in the game. It's scary because of the of the of his youth, of his talent, of his ceiling, of his personal financial future. I mean, he was next in line. Once Lamar Jackson gets his deal done, he was next in line to go ahead and cash in with a massively guaranteed contract. And there's a, there's a lot at play here. Sometimes you can play through it. Obviously, his career isn't over, and maybe his season isn't over, but he is drastically limited here in what is sort of your. I mean, Amber, I know you you have kids. You're, you're Far younger than I am, and and you, your kids Far are younger. Younger, so much younger. And your kids are like younger. A year. Like I don't a even whole year. I don't know if you're old enough to be working here. I don't. I mean, I'm, I don't know what the I'm hardly, I really, honestly, I mean, they should have checked my ID. Child prodigy. If we're if we're all being honest. Oh, there's a there's a I could there's Go a joke. On. There's a Doogie Howser joke here. I can't I can't get there. Um, which shows my own age, but. Uh, <laughs> yeah, the fact that we're making Doogie Hauser jokes, or that either of us understand like, who Doogie Hauser is, right. I think just told America how old you and I, in fact, so are. So there's this alien life form. He goes by Alf, and uh, <laughs> so what, I, what I'm saying is like this is the um, what's the what's the resume year in high school? The one where colleges really look at it. Devin, you were in high school like 20 minutes Junior ago. Junior year. Probably. Is I mean, it junior I don't know year? What we're talking about. What, what, what was the question? Yeah, you've already decided like, what college you're going to before your senior year. So your sweet spots are your sophomore and junior year in terms of building up yeah, your resume I would agree for with that. Is college. That what it is? Junior yeah. year probably being the most important because it's right before you apply. This was this is a long way to go to get to a very little payoff. It really is. Where are we going with this? This be was going to be Justin Herbert's junior year. Okay, this was going to be his ah. year. Yes. <laughs> Where it's 5,000 passing yards and 40 passing touchdowns and the Chargers turn a corner and win a couple games in the postseason. And Justin Herbert is on the short list for NFL MVP. And that takes a massive step back because you cannot do it. Even if you play through what is a fractured rib, which, by the way, hurts like nobody's business. Um, Even if you try to play through it through a flak jacket and shots and whatever else you need to do, you're just not the same quarterback. And we're all just as football fans, we're worse off because of it, because he is a he is a town. I mean, if Patrick Mahomes isn't in that division, we're talking about Herbert with Mahomes level, you know, uh, you know, reverence here. Well, it's quite literally Herbert's junior year, right? So I guess the reference makes sense all the way around. But it, you're implying that there's resume for uh, Herbert to build here is though the implication. And yeah. I mean, we're talking about the quarterback that no player in history has more completions, yards, passing touchdowns or total touchdowns through their first two seasons in the NFL than the Justin Herbert. I have a hard time. With your analogy, only because I don't even feel like he needs to build the resume. We're all sold on who Justin Herbert is. But I do think, of course, the fear isn't just what he can do moving forward in terms of like building the confidence in him. I think it's more Brandon Staley who needs us to build the confidence in him. With Justin Herbert, it's that we know he's so paramount, of course, to this team's ultimate success. We expect they're going to get over the hump, that it's not going to be just Justin Herbert showing us who he is, but that it's actually going to result in wins in the win-loss column and a postseason appearance, which I think has to be the next step for this Chargers team. Maybe in doubt now if Justin Herbert's a little bit banged up, but we we will keep you updated on the latest though but again our very own Adam Schefter is reporting that Justin Herbert was diagnosed with rib cartilage fracture that is according to Brandon Staley so there was another game a couple other teams I want to move on to uh here because 
The New England Patriots are taking on the Pittsburgh Steelers Sunday at 1 p.m. Eastern. Our very own Chris Carlin, of course, normally the host of this show. He is on the call for that game. Coverage will begin right here on ESPN Radio at noon Eastern. The Patriots are favored, according to Caesars, by two and a half points on the road in this one, Randy, we are talking about a Patriots team that has started 0-1. We're talking about a Steelers team, by the way, that surprisingly beat that Bengals team and is 1-0 so far in the season, and yet it's the Pats who are favored on the road in Pittsburgh. Help me unpack this. It's fishy, right? It doesn't it doesn't smell right after 120 combined you know minutes of football that we saw because the Patriots did not look good, by, by and large, offensively, and the Steelers looked dominant at times defensively. So doesn't that sort of line up in terms of a a recipe for disaster there for New England? So for them to open as the favorites and hold money as the favorites, it doesn't it doesn't feel right, but so often early in football seasons you go against your instincts. You go you 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 take underdogs. Underdogs usually uh have a far better uh success rates in in weeks 1, 2, 3 and 4 um of of an NFL season. So I don't know. I, I wonder, you know, we had Sal Powell on earlier, Amber, and Sal has been around this this New England Patriots building here for a couple of weeks, and he said that the offense that he saw in Miami was not as bad as maybe the box score looked, that they they were able to move the football. It was just a couple of key mistakes, a couple of bad penalties, bad spots, whatever it was. Um, and I don't know, has anybody really lost money going against Mitchell Trubisky in, in NFL betting? Maybe not. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. I mean, and maybe Najee Harris. I mean, Javante was talking about that. Maybe Najee Harris is a little more banged up than, uh, or was it Steve was talking about it? Like, you know, maybe a little more banged up. And he is such a massive engine for that offense in Pittsburgh. And he is dealing with an issue. So maybe somebody knows something. But that that does that line jumped out to me, Amber. It did. Well, what if I told you that the Pittsburgh Steelers and Mitchell Trubisky. Not an interception last week. On the other side of things, though, that Joe Burrow guy, four interceptions, a fumble. He was sacked seven times. This feels like that odds makers think that the Steelers aren't nearly as good and the Bengals aren't nearly as bad as maybe that game looked like last weekend. And there's probably some truth to that, right? Like, to have the confidence that Mitchell Trubisky is going to have that performance where he doesn't cough it up at all again, or to think that the Steelers are going to, mm. you know, go out and dominate when Joe Burrow had to cough it up five times in order for the Steelers team to get the win. I mean, I think that's probably what's being looked at here. Now, with New England, so in other words, I think the Steelers, I mean, you look at them, if you look at that and you really read into what happened last week, you're like, all right, this is a beatable Steelers team. The thing is with right. New England, though, is it feels like a beatable New England team to me, too. And I have a hard time thinking otherwise. Yes, maybe the offense will be better than we saw. I do think that Dolphins D is a lot more elite than people realize that defense is. They didn't miss a step. It was already an elite defense last season. They didn't miss a step. They didn't lose coordinators. They kept all of it, even with the departure of Brian Flores. There weren't the changes on that side of the ball like there were offensively for the Miami Dolphins. So maybe we'll find out that this is truly an elite Dolphins defense this season and that New England was just sort of disjointed because of that. And we know about the rumblings that were coming out of training camp and preseason anyways. But this game's a really hard to predict one. I'm just surprised since it's on the road. Like, I'm surprised to see them as road favorites. Otherwise, maybe I wouldn't be so surprised. But again, the New England Patriots trying to avoid their first 0-2 start since 2001. The Pats are favored, according to Caesars, by two and a half points 
on the road. Canty and Carlin's presented by Progressive Insurance. Get renter's insurance to protect the things that make your place a home, including coverage for theft or damage. Visit Progressive.com. Coming up next, speaking of my Miami Dolphins, to a tongue of Loa. 7-1 against the Super Bowl champion head coaches. 7-1. and one. Uh, His record, a perfect against the New England Patriots. Will that record improve when the Dolphins take on the Baltimore Ravens? We'll get into that. That's after Randy tells you about Indeed. All right, Amber, if the weather is cooling off, but luckily, luckily your business is staying hot and you need to hire, then you need Indeed. Their all-in-one hiring solution makes it easy to attract, interview, and hire candidates. With tools like Instant Match, hmm, the moment you sponsor a post, you'll instantly receive a short list of quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job description. And you can even schedule and conduct interviews all from the Indeed website. Visit Indeed.com slash credit to get $75 towards your first sponsored job. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Hi, this is ESPN's Mike Greenberg, and ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today, and new users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sports book bet. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Did you miss Canty and Carlin? Amber Wilson and Randy Scott filling in for the guys on Canty and Carlin. Canty and Carlin is presented to you by Progressive Insurance. You can tweet to him at Randy Scott ESPN. You can tweet to me at Amber W Sports. So my Miami Dolphins, they take on the Baltimore Ravens 1 p.m. on Sunday, Randy. And I want to talk about this matchup because... I think the Dolphins are confusing, and I think that they're still confusing teams, even though they come off of a pretty dominant win over the New England Patriots in week one, and Dolphins fans should really be rejoicing, but it's another week, Randy, where people are wondering, is Tua good? And he got the win when it mattered most. He did clearly what he needed to do. The speed out there was obvious with Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddell. I still don't know if Tua's good, though. I, I really I really don't. Is Tua good, Randy? I don't know. Can he beat the Ravens? I mean, we've seen him do it before, but can he beat this Ravens team? Because they also looked very good week one. No. He can't beat these Ravens. Um, I'm going to put it succinctly. I'm going to be just all kinds of negative. Put our friendship on the, ta- on the, on the, on the ropes. Okay. I, so, okay. If you take, because there is speed, there's speed everywhere. There's speed with Jalen Waddle. there's speed with Tyreek Hill. If you take Jalen Waddle's 42-yard touchdown on fourth down, the catch and run, if you take that off the table, that was, that was Tua's best pass of the day. There were several that were far worse than that. There were a few behind receivers, a few at their feet, saying what he said about not being, if I can't see you, you can't see me, and I can't see anybody, and I'm not the biggest guy out there. And all. You know, saying the quiet part out loud, saying the part that everybody knows, and sort of, putting a a face, putting your own face behind it. 
if you take the 42-yard catch and run away, Tua throws for four, or rather 228 yards, I believe, if my if my math is right. No touchdowns. He doesn't turn the football over. That's fine. Completion percentage is fine. But that's not what he needs to be this season. That's not what the Dolphins want from him. And I ask this to a Dolphins fan. Okay, do you want to see the same? Do you want to see game management quarterback play? Or do you want to see winning football games quarterback play? Well, first and foremost, I want the wins. And I want the wins to actually translate into not just a postseason appearance, but a postseason win, which is something we quite literally haven't seen in decades for the Miami Dolphins. But... I want to know whether he can actually be the answer. I don't think he has to be Patrick Mahomes. That ship's already sailed. Frankly, he ain't going to be Justin Herbert, who, of course, the Miami Dolphins could have chosen. That's the sort of thing that harms your franchise for a decade. It is going to haunt this franchise for a decade. Look what Justin Herbert looks like. This would be a completely different Dolphins team. And, yeah, two was not that. He's not going to be that. He's not going to overnight turn into that. That ship's already sailed. If he was going to be that, I feel like we'd know at this point. The question and the fear from the Dolphins fan is, is this Ryan Tannehill? And not that Ryan Tannehill is terrible Titans fans, okay? I understand that you've seen some good up there with Ryan Tannehill. The difference is you have Derrick Henry. You used to have A.J. Brown. You had all the pieces around Tannehill. When you had all those pieces and when those pieces were healthy, unlike this last season, all of a sudden Ryan Tannehill looks pretty decent. But when you don't have those pieces, like the seven years he spent in Miami that I spent watching him, all you do is ask yourself, is he good? And we did that for like over a half decade with Ryan Tannehill. And no Dolphins fan wants to be asking themselves with Tua any longer, is he good? We want to know the answer this season before you have to hand him an extension or when you could go ahead and try to use the only um, first-round draft pick the Dolphins have now mm-hmm. uh, in this next upcoming draft on a quarterback. And okay. what's supposed to be a quarterback-heavy draft. He was not good on Sunday. He did enough. To, I mean, he wasn't bad. No, he wasn't bad. He wasn't bad. But do you? That's what I'm asking. Do you want to? Do you want to put the? I'm spelling it in my head. Dang it! I wanted to say MIA and mediocre. There's no A in mediocre. <laughs> but do you? You know what I mean? Like, do you want him to occupy that medium tier of quarterback play, or do you want him to? Like, as you say, it sounds like you want to know whether or not he's good. And that was not good quarterback play on Sunday. It was enough. Do you want enough? Or well, do, ah, what's the, the line deal. from Ted Lasso? Well, Keep here, here's the deal. Can he be enough like how Jimmy Garoppolo was enough for the 49ers when Mike McDaniel's on that staff under Kyle Shanahan? Like, if that's enough, so we're talking like, hey, he can, you know, win you an AFC championship and get to the Super Bowl enough, then sure, I'll take that kind of enough. Even if we don't necessarily think that was him All or right. up to him, kind of like what happened with Jimmy Garoppolo in that system. Right now, I don't even know if he's that. He looked like that in week mm-hmm. one. And so I think that's first and foremost, but I don't know if McDaniel's system is going to look like, you know, Shanahan's system over, you know, overall here. They're playing in a much harder conference overall as well. Like if this Dolphins team is, is going to be competing for conference championships, then I'll probably be pretty darn happy. Whether that is actually on Tua, as long as Tua can get that done, even if he's game managing, I'm just not sure that that's going to happen. Like the Jimmy Garoppolo situation is such an unusual one where you just have the game manager and he can have the success, but everybody's also so sure he's just the game manager. Real quick, because I want I want oh. everyone to hear this soundbite that you're referring to. Okay. Tua Tungvalo, the Dolphins quarterback. Uh, here was him discussing the challenges of being a shorter quarterback, if you will. If we have a slant and we have like an over-the-ball player and like another player in the alley and a flat, for me, I can't see because I'm not the biggest guy out there. So 
if I can't see you, you can't see me, I can't get you the ball. Uh, and, like, spacing with the guys. So if you can't see me, get somewhere to where you can't see me, then I can see you, then I can hit you. It's like those little stickers on semi-trucks that say, like, if you can't see my mirrors, yeah. I can't see you. That's what I feel like yeah. Tua just did at his press conference Only just for a, his receivers. A really small semi-truck, like a kid's <laughs> size semi-truck. Okay, oh, do you watch Ted Lasso? I do. Okay. Great you know, show. You know the, okay, so Roy Kent, Roy mm-hmm. Kent in season two yes. has a great quote that I feel like surmises Tua Tonga Vailoa. Okay, you ready? I'm ready. And this is one of the benefits of being up as long as I have is my voice. My, my voice can kind of... I can kind of get there. You right? have to get grumpy. You get, get a little right grumpy. Now. All right, here's Tua. Okay, he's fine. That's it. Nothing wrong with that. Most people are fine, but it's not about him. It's not. <laughs> it's not you about. You do an excellent, Roy. Kent. It's not you about really him. Do. It's about why the bleep you think he deserves you. You deserve someone who makes you feel like you've been struck by bleeping lightning. Don't you dare settle for fine. Tua is fine. <laughs> Tua. <laughs> I love this quote. Two is fine. He's fine. Do you deserve fine? Dolphins fans, do you deserve two anon? Expect us. Do you deserve fine? Or do you have the pieces now to be excellent? Do you have the pieces now to contend? Do you deserve fine? Because he's fine. And if you're good with it, okay. Sometimes you leave fine and then you end up like, you know, looking for the, the flash in the pan lightning for the rest of your life. And, and fine would have resulted in the 50 year long marriage, you know, so maybe fine's OK as long as it can get you to a Super Bowl eventually. Right. So it depends on who the coach is. I believe Roy Kent was giving love advice, not discussing Tua in that clip. Fair. But I get where you're going. You kind of want your quarterback to make your heart sing. Randy Scott. And he ain't Justin Herbert. It's probably not going to happen. <laughs> they could have had that guy. Coming up next here on Candy and Carlin, we want to hear from you. Triple H, say ESPN. Let us know. If you could watch only one sporting event, only one, you have to choose one this weekend, what are you watching? It can be NFL. It can be college football. It can be cricket. It can be anything. What is the game that you are watching? Let us know. Triple H, say ESPN, 888-729-3776. Coming up next here on Canty and Carlin, we will get to your phone calls. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Did you miss Canty and Carlin? Wilson and Randy Scott filling in for the guys here on Canty and Carlin. So Randy got up at 125 this morning, which, by the way, when I ask you what time you get up and you say 125 as opposed to 130, now I feel like you're just bragging, you know? <laughs> it's, but like, who's just 125 <laughs> instead of 130? Like, come on, you, you can five more minutes. That's going to be the difference between you getting to work on time or not. That's I had, so absurd. And I didn't and I didn't get to work on time. I had to pack a bag because uh, I know I was spending the night tonight and I just get built in five minutes. Really, I just I hit the snooze. It, it, it gave me time to hit the snooze. But there's Connecticut has a maddening habit of 
doing nighttime construction in warm weather months and just doing the fl- the Mighty Ducks flying V across all lanes and just stopping a major interstate. I-84, just guys out moving very slowly, very very at their own speed, gathering cones, whatever else. You'd think, oh, well, they probably, like, they block two lanes, you know, do the cone collection, let one lane go by. No, all three at once. It was backed up for, like, miles in West Hartford, so I had to, like, snake my way through uh, West Hartford to get to Bristol and... Nobody cares about that. So, yeah, no, I've just been up since since 125. Yeah, so since 125, and <laughs> yeah. you drive hours to work uh, yeah. to get to ESPN, and yeah. then you host 6 a.m. Sports Center, and then you find 7 out. 7 a.m. Well, 7 a.m. Oh, Eastern. 7, 7 a.m. Eastern. 7 a.m. Eastern. Yeah. My bad. So, well, if it's 7 a.m. Eastern, it's not yeah. 6 a.m. anywhere. I mean, I appreciate it's you six, trying six to cover up 7, my faux pas. But... 6 a.m. in Chicago. Oh, that's true. It's 6 a.m. Yeah. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. Wow. I am I'm functioning like I got up at 125 and I didn't. <laughs> I am very Eastern centric focused right now. The point is that whatever, 7 a.m. Eastern, you guys do the math on what that is everywhere else. And then you find out that you have to host noon Eastern. Yeah, there was a center. sick call. Yeah, there was a sick call and they knew I was already I was already here for for radio, so they were like, "Hey, would you mind? Like, is that crazy?" And I was like, "No, I don't mind at all." Um just a gratuitous camera hog. I said, "How many on camps do I have?" I said, uh, can I get more? Um, I said, Why, can I do it solo? No, um, none of that's <laughs> true. Uh, but they were like, yeah, we have a sick call. Can you help out? I was like, yeah, of course. And it gave me an hour in between that and this to come over and, and get a bite to eat. And Christine Lisi's baked goods are out on the table out there. I'm ready to go, Amber. Are you? Because now you have this show for yeah. four hours. So I feel like you've, <sighs> I mean, you haven't stopped since apparently one twenty five, not one thirty this morning, but one twenty five this morning on the dot. One twenty five. This next hour is going to be a little dicey. The words are starting to blur on some of these live reads, and I really have to felt like the train has to have a destination before it leaves the mental station right now, or else if I just start a point, I'm going to end up talking about uh, you know Ted Lasso quotes. So I mean that could make the show better. The Ted Lasso quote I feel like was pretty good. It was, yes. Okay, and, you know, if we start going off the rails, maybe everyone just go with it. Stay tuned. <laughs> see where Randy Scott ends up. <laughs> Amber Wilson and Randy Scott hanging out with you here on Canty and Carlin. ESPN Radio is presented to you by Progressive Insurance. We asked for your phone calls and man, settle down because all three of you are just blowing us up. Give us a call. Let us know if you could only watch one thing this weekend, one game. What game would it be? It could be NFL. It could be college football. Maybe you're into something weird that I haven't thought of. Give us a call. 888-ESPN-888-729-3776. I feel like I should walk back the whole if you're into something weird thing. Not that weird. I'm talking let's about major sports. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. Let's let's go with that. Let's start, though, <laughs> with Dominique because he's in New York. He wants to actually comment about Tua Tungavaloa. We were talking about Tua last segment. Dominique, what you got? So I'm going to give Amber some hope, hopefully some relief with this. <laughs> um, I don't think the jury's out for Tua yet. You know, and like you said, is he a fine quarterback? Maybe. But how good was Big Ben when he won those two Super Bowls with the Steelers? Or how about Eli Manning's sub-average career that got two Super Bowls done? Or even that great team out in Seattle with Russell Wilson? So, so to the point, if you have a great team, fine is fine enough. So the job is to get a Super Bowl. I, I think it's fine enough. 
Thanks for the call, Dominic. Okay. I love how he lumps Russell, like a low-key shot at Russell Wilson in there. Uh, people already out on Russell Wilson. I, with Big Ben and Russell Wilson, listen, I'm not, I'm not willing to have that conversation because I actually consider those guys pretty elite. I think the Eli Manning one is a, is a pretty good comparison, though. I mean, I don't think anyone saying that Eli Manning necessarily himself would have been winning Super Bowls on another team, but it kind of all fell into place for him and obviously wins multiple ones, Randy. Is that fair to say? I, I, yeah. I think that yeah. there's, there's other quarterbacks even that are better examples in the past. There have been numerous quarterbacks that are game-managing quarterbacks that end up with Super Bowl rings. Tom Brady's first three, yes. Tom oh, Brady. Well, then great. See what's going to turn into Tom Brady. Listen. And, and we're all good is in my Is Mike McDaniel's Bill Belichick, though? Um, <laughs> you know, the, the personnel on both sides of the football on those early, you know, Patriot dynasty winning, you know, Super Bowl winning teams was was probably better, but... But no, he's right. I love that line. Sometimes fine is fine enough, and that could absolutely be it. It's just what the okay, Amber. You would agree as a Dolphins fan, this is this is a prove it year for Tua. They've surrounded him with talent. They've spent the money. He will be judged by you know his future with with the team. It is based on is riding on this season. If you get sixteen more games like what you saw Sunday. Would you be happy? Let's frame it this way. Would you be happy if they offer him a lucrative, you know, an expensive long-term contract? Is the, If the win-loss column looks like that for the next okay. 16, then fine. Uh, but short of that, then no. I mean, I think okay. you're saying sometimes fine is fine enough. I mean, there, nothing gets you fired up as a sports fan. That's like what the Like your quarterback said. team described <laughs> as fine. And you don't want to pay fine. And that's the whole problem. That's why this is a prove-it year. Yeah. Because you're not going to want to extend him. You're not going to want to hand him the big money. You could, you know, New York Giants it up and not, not do it. I mean, they didn't extend his fifth-year option, right? Like, you don't have to extend your quarterback but let's be honest it's normally how things are done and then also I did mention the Dolphins I think their plan was originally use those two first round picks now they only got one because they got in a little trouble there going after that whole Tom Brady guy uh-huh. but uh to use their draft pick in the first round in this next draft to address that quarterback position because obviously we we know or at least we think this is going to be a pretty quarterback heavy draft let's get to some more of your phone calls Paul in Virginia. Paul, what are you watching for your one sporting event if you have to choose this weekend? Anything auto racing. And this weekend would have been, I guess, the uh, Russian Grand Prix. Of course, they're not doing it. But anything auto racing, NASCAR, F1, Indy, just high-powered. You got the accidents. You got everything going on. Yeah. But I I do have a question for you guys about football. Why is it that... There's 32 teams, but there's only Super Bowls in like four cities, five cities. They should give every every team that has that has a football team a Super Bowl for 30 for every year. If you make it that year, you make it. Play in a winner. It's a winner sport. Well, I think that they want to uh, try to maintain the integrity there a little bit with the whole you know neutral field thing going on, but then also it's the whole. These corporate people, when they're showing up for the Super Bowl, Randy. It's that, yeah. They want to do it in certain places. Let's be real, like Los Angeles and Miami. Yeah, it's Los Angeles, Miami. It's New Orleans. Uh, Tampa was in that rotation for a little bit. I mean, every once in a while, you get a Detroit in there, and then everyone yeah. complains. You get, reward- <laughs> you get rewarded if you build a new stadium. You do. If you, yeah. if you build a new, gleaming, climate-controlled, taxpayer-funded stadium. And that's how Las Vegas is going to get theirs, and... Uh, and that's how, um, I mean, Indianapolis got one, uh, MetLife mm-hmm. got one, and uh, Minnesota got one. And, and yeah, I think De- Detroit had one 
well, that was Jerome Bettis, right? That was mm-hmm. the, the Steelers and, and Lions back then. The idea of it of it being played at you know in Seattle though that'd be kind of cool. Um, it'd be cool to see it played in uh, maybe probably not that band box that the uh, that the Chargers used to play in when they were out in Los Angeles for those first couple of years. But I mean, maybe you could go visit other former NFL sites. Maybe you could go to San Diego. You know, you could keep. Keep NFL interest in that city because who doesn't want to go to San Diego in February? Everybody wants to go to San Diego, but that's the whole thing. It's in February, so it's uh, where can where do people want to be and where is the Super Bowl going yeah. to look good? Uh, Jason in Alabama, real quick, what are you watching? I'm going to watch my New Orleans Saints uh, take on the Bucks, and I'm telling you guys, I'm telling you, you heard it right here, right now. You're going to see a rebirth of the old run and shoot offense. From the early 90s, they gave a lot of teams trouble, but with a really good defense in New Orleans because Jameis Winston has got the arm and the weapons to do it, and this may be a season like we haven't seen since the 2000 Rams. I'll hang up. I like the confidence there in a Jameis Winston that squeaked by the Atlanta Falcons last week by one point. Uh, But he threw a couple touchdowns. No interceptions last week for Jameis. You got that. Weekdays on ESPN Radio and on ESPN+.